This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, Heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes... The one-hour phone-in show, all about stuff. And welcome to the show. We are live, and our phone lines are open. If you have something rare or interesting you think might have some special value, you can give us a call to find out more about it at 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, the phone number is 1-866-740-4740. This show is all about stuff, whether it be gold, silver, fine china, fig reeds, sports cards, memorabilia, antique TVs, or record players, radio toys, jewelry, coins, whatever you've got that you think might have some special value. Maybe it's been hanging around your house for decades or handed down over the generations as an heirloom. You can call now and get a chance to speak with Paul Kenny and his son Bogard Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures. Again, our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Paul Bogart, how are you guys? Good. We had a great week. Oh, wow. The lines are already Tell me more. Tell oh, me no, more. No. I heard there were some big, big dealings with some comic books you owned. I, I'm, Bogart and I officially sold the most expensive Lois Lane number one ever sold at three, literally three times the, the previous record. We got $25,250 U.S., which is $30,000 for a and comic we, we book. T- so Lois Lane is Superman's girlfriend. She had her own comic book series. Yeah. Was it popular or is unpopular? No, no they didn't oh. make that many of them. So that's why it's valuable then, I guess. Yeah, there's not that many around. But it's also, it's not that old for our listeners. It's from 1958. So it's not like one of these comics out of the 40s when you hear about action number one being worth $3 million. This actually sold, uh, like it's from 1958. People have more of these comics in their basements right now. I guarantee people that they have these lottery tickets in their basement or in their attics. All they have to do is have us check them for them. Okay. Now, but that's not even the most expensive thing that happened this week. Okay. No, it isn't. <laughs> Not expensive or celebration, celebration. Thing that happened this week. Okay. okay. Good. Ye- yes. You know, yesterday we were in London. Okay. Now, there was good and bad to, to being in London. Yesterday, the good was a guy came in and he had a what might be a $600,000 picture. We have to authenticate it. I'm going to work out the details later on this week, but it's probably. Uh, it's either going to be worth $10 or 650000 600 to 650000 U.S. Now, but see, here's where I actually helped him right away. Someone told him that he should do repair it, which was going to cost him $4,000. Now, one, I said he should only be paying wow. 1500 to repair it, but he should not repair it until we find out if it's real. Like yeah, because he could be sinking $4,000 into a $100 painting. Yeah, 
So I just said, no, don't do this. And it's like, and he says, oh, well, the other guy says, I should just do this. Yeah, I said, and he was probably going to take the 4000 from Yeah, up front. And I said, okay. No, this is, this is where we tell people, don't fix your $50 clock. Don't spend $200 fixing your $50 clock. Find out from us if it's real first and then go from there. Pretty sure you can know if the clock is real. It works. No, okay, but paintings are different. Okay. The other thing, the downside, you see, I expected a lot of people, we told people to go to that other road show and then come to us for a second opinion. The people who came in sold to us, but they just took the money. They didn't ask for a second opinion, and we didn't have that many people. They said, we asked people, were you at the other show? And they said, no, we just came directly to you, which means the advertising mm. worked, I guess. But I really want people to get the second opinion because it also means that people went to that other road show because there was people there, and they talked them into selling their stuff at cheaper prices because I know the difference. We generally pay about 30% more. Now, if something's only $10, that's only $13. But if you're selling someone $3,000 worth of stuff, 30% more is $900. I think for for $900, I would get a second opinion. So you're single-handedly trying to shut down these roadshows? No, no, no. I want people to get second opinions. I want people to get as much for their stuff as they can. We, we tell, in the show, we tell people what their stuff is worth, but we also want them to get as much as they can for it. Because something, something can be worth $1,000, but no one pay the appraised value is $1,000, like on a diamond or something, but you can yeah. only get 3500 for it. Well, to me, the real price on that is 3500 well, okay. and it always seems like we're bashing these roadshows, and fair enough. But there, the, the convenience factor is there. I mean, if they're showing up to you, do you know what I mean? If they're at the end of your street and you want some yeah. fast cash, I mean, they're there for you. They're providing a service. It's just not going to get you your highest value. No, but they, you only get yeah. to sell it once. And then, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing a job. I just want to say that myself, my, the London Gold buyer down there or our, in our store, I think we do a better job in that we get you more money for your goods. Or at least give you a second choice. You have an opinion. Then you, at least you have a cha- uh, choice. Okay. And let me just add this. Uh, obviously, you're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio. You guys have a store that people can visit during regular work week hours. It's located on Young Street in Richmond Hill. The actual address is 10,341. So that's 10341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. You can call the store. The number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Spring is coming. I should also tell people that you guys do a lot of estate sales. You yeah. lose a loved one. They might have had an extensive collection or just a, a life of a whole bunch of antiques. What do you do with it? Well, one of the things you can do is call Paul Kenny and his son Bogart to come and assess the value of the items. So at least if you want to go sell it on your own, you have a, an idea of what it's worth. Or they can have you guys uh, arrange to do an estate, st- an estate sale. But yeah. you guys book up pretty quick for this sort of thing. That's why I'm mentioning it now. Next week. Uh, we're doing. We're going to be at the comic show and uh, at the convention center Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I've already got three appointments this week, and I'm hope and two of them are going to be big. And so I'm actually yeah. taking appointments now for two weeks from now. You well, know. If, you know, if you lose a loved one and you go, they they yeah. got a house full of stuff. Uh, if I can't, I, I can't understand or I don't have the time to know what they own, then it just ends up going to the dump or to a yeah. yard sale. And you can potentially lose tens of thousands of dollars simply by not having the information. A lot of it, you're not going to go through every little item and Google it. You know, it's, yeah. it's a tough thing to do. Uh, anyway, with on that note, we should start to take some calls. Uh, yes. Again, our number here at the station, if you want to get on the radio here, is 416-360-0740. Our first caller is going to be Gabrielle from Brantford. Hello. Hi, how are oh, you? Gabriel. Okay, Gabriel. sorry. I thought. Yeah. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing okay. How about you guys? 
Not bad. What do you have? I have a book. It's a roughly uh, six by nine in size, hard covered, published in 1948 by A.S. Barnes and Company Incorporated. It's entitled How to Pitch by Bob Feller. Okay. Okay. He played for, I think, the Cleveland Indian, Indians. Because oh, yeah. Early win, Bob Feller. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go and, ahead. And it's about 90 pages full of black and white photos on, on how to grip the ball, how to field, how to throw pitches to... Is it signed? Uh, Is it signed by DiMaggio him? and Ted Williams and that sort of thing. Yeah, he didn't get DiMaggio and Ted out too many times. But, yeah, Bob Feller is one of the great pitchers of all time. Nicest guy in the world. Yes. Finding... And would sign for anyone. Is your book signed? The book is not signed, no. Ah, it's probably going to be $10, $15 in today's market, okay? That's okay. all, because they pit, Bob Feller was big stuff back then, okay? Yeah. Uh, 54 Indians, uh, they won, I think, 104 games. Um, and they, they had a pitching staff that was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He had a fastball that he, they wouldn't be able to even hit today. Yes. But... Uh, yeah, but it's one of those items where you'd have to find a really hot market. Yeah. You go to Cleveland, they win the Super Bowl. You're in a bar with a bunch of drunks. You say, "Who wants this book?" And then you might get 200. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but otherwise, in an otherwise yeah. cold market, it's very tough. They made a lot of them. Okay. But do you have any, Bo- do you have any Bob Feller cards? Now, if you had cards in, from '54, from the no, '40s, I no, no, I don't. This, this, well, this has got pictures of him in various stands. There must be about two dozen pictures in this. Yeah, yeah. But the book is, you see, the book is, uh, people will keep it on the shelf. It lasts longer, and they're not throwing it out. Like I said, a, a, a Joe DiMaggio card from 1939, $40,000. Bob Feller book from 1954, $12. <laughs> right. Okay, sorry about Thanks your luck Thanks for the call, here. man. Okay. okay. Hey, it's not bad luck. How much did he, it's not like you paid 400 for it. Right? No, okay. Who knows, but. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to Bill in Oakville next. I believe he's on line three. Bill in Oakville. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys today? Not bad. Not bad. What do you got? I got a bunch of old hockey stuff that uh, from way back. Uh, little pamphlets and a few books, etc. Okay. and some of the... Way back. Nine, it's okay. Uh, nine by ten pictures. Uh, nine by ten. When you say they're, way back, eight, what years? Eight by ten. Okay. okay. Uh, I got a, a book from uh, How to Play Better Hockey. It's Quaker Oats yep. by Hap Day. And it's, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe... $50, $60. Um, well, how about that? And inside, you know, how you get the pictures, all the rest of it. Okay, and now I, Quaker Oats used to, in the same, you know, everyone remembers your corn, beehive cornstarch, just before Bogart's time. And they used to have the little ring on the top of the cornstarch. You sent in that ring and you got a picture. Well, mm-hmm. Quaker Oats want to get into the act as well. And I think from their cereal box tops. You had to send in a box top. Yep. And they would send you back your favorite picture. Okay. Yep. But, I mean, you had to eat an awful lot of Quaker Oats because these sets sometimes had 50, 75 cards in them or pictures in them. So, Well, actually, uh, in the center of the book here, you get two pictures, one Quaker Oat box top and five cents, or five pictures, yep. two box tops and ten cents, you know, that type of a thing. Yeah, pay for the, If you have the Quaker Oats, do you have any of the cards, or are they all just the photos? I've got the photos, but this book that I've got, I also got it's also signed by uh, Turk Broda and Bill Ezenicki. Okay, and Ezenicki... He's a ten dollar autograph. He's no they're not making any more, isn't he? Autographs for your Broda's gonna be worth about three hundred to four Broda's wow. a tough autograph, yeah. Yeah, um, I am uh, actually I think we used to do Liberty magazine, you remember that away? Yeah, back? yeah. And uh I think once a year they had a roller skating thing down at Mutual Street Arena. Yeah, that's the old and, that and is the old 
brought a couple of the guys in, and I had the book with me, and I had them both sign this little half-day book. So I thought, wow. Now, anyway. I would love to see this. A lot of people don't know the Mutual Street Arenas where the Leafs played when they were called the arenas before mm-hmm. they went to uh, Maple Leaf Gardens in 31. Yep. Far out. A small, if you went and saw that place, you say, this is where they played? You know, how many programs could be around from this time period? Yeah. But it just, anyway, it was uh, interesting. I thought that book might be worth something. <laughs> People do collect. There's also other books from that same time period. There's a GM, uh, uh, Who's Who of Hockey. Any I've early got, I've stuff. I've got a hockey one, too. Uh, 1948, 49, with a picture of Teeter Kennedy on it, 50 cents. Uh, Sells for about uh, 35 to $40. Tarof- Black and white pictures inside, right? Yeah, Tarofsky. Yep. yep. And I've got, uh, from that same era, I've got a... a when are you coming to my store to bring this stuff in? Yeah, I've got a crest uh, affiliated with Toronto Maple Leaf uh, member, Maple Leaf Bantam Hockey Club. Yeah, and never, it's never signed. Going on. So you have the membership card. The membership card was signed by Bill Hewitt. Mm, I don't if, think I got a membership card. Okay, okay. Uh, you, you, gotta, gotta, you know something? You've got to get this all in one box. Mm-hmm. Bring it down to my store because it. I'd love to see it. I'd like to see the condition it's in on these kind of items. Um, no cards, but, I mean, the books are still good because people collect the memorabilia. Yeah. Okay? What about the uh, uh, 8x10 black and white pictures, you know, like... Uh, Between Don 5 and $200, depending on who they are. This is why you have to see them in my sto- shop. Yeah, I got about 18 of them there, you know, the, yeah. of that era of the leash, you know, syllabs with a cup and, you know, oh, nice. and then Joe Fluke, all the rest of them like that. You know, Teeter... As a vintage piece of art, it'll sell, but it's just a matter of in what range is what Paul's saying, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, now one more newer item I've got. I've yeah. got a uh, Gary Roberts uh, hockey stick. Signed. Gamer? $200. Uh, They're hard to ship. They're hard to ship. And a lot of people, the sticks are out there, and when they get a little crack in them or something, they get rid of them right away. Yeah, no, we this ha- is, uh, looks like it's brand new. It's got his... Yeah. Not game used, then? Okay, then it's... I would a- say not being used. The handle looks like he's had it in his hand, you know, that type of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Tape on the top and his number on it. $50, then. $50, oh, okay. $40, $50, because he's still around signing. Yeah. You know, so it's... Uh, uh, it's a nice, but you ought to bring it in. I'll, I'll take a look for sure. You got some nice stuff there. Oh, okay. And uh, now I got to throw one other little thing. Can I throw it at you there? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Polaroid camera <laughs> in a flash and a flash in a case. Like the case is uh, between thirty-five and sixty-five dollars. People, are yeah. Reading. Do you have any film for it? Do you have a yeah. bunch of reams of film? Uh, that would I change it. The, the case is, uh, you know, it's a a real hard hard uh, leather case. You know that type of yeah. Case. It's very hard to find ammunition for that. I yeah. wouldn't doubt it. It's just, I think it was 1965. I think I have the old original bill for it, too. Yeah. You, sir, you got to come in and see me. That'd be great. You know, another thing that people forget, remember the Toronto Star and the Telegram? Yep. In the Weekend Magazine? They used to have the pictures of the, the hockey players in. They would be all standing there, posed with their stick next to them. I'll yep. bet you a lot of people remember those. And they, those sell between 5 and $15 each. If you have the whole magazine, sell for $25. Wow. A lot of the newspapers, like the Toronto Sun in 1971 gave away those little pictures. They were about five by six, and you came in a little purple uh, booklet you put them into. A set like that's worth about $300, $350. And I know those are in people's basements because that's only 1971. 
So people have that stuff. Your stuff is out of the 40s and 50s. Yep, yeah, it's back. Nicer stuff, okay? okay Come and see our, me. Our, what about the Roadrunners? You know, Renee, I've got a couple of books there. That you didn't tell the producer you were going to ask him 40 questions, did you? You're going to have to come to the, the store. So listen That's up, Bill. Take one. that whole collection. Bill, take that whole collection and go to 10,341 Young Street. And I'm sure uh, Paul will dedicate what sounds like it could be the entire day just to his stuff. He's yeah. got a lot of stuff there. Okay. Thanks a lot, and Bill. We're going to go to our next caller. Uh, our next caller is Tina, and she's calling from Guelph. And she also has a bunch of stuff. Tina, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you very much. Um, I have an entire house full of stuff. Okay, eleven dollars. Okay, that sounds great. That's <laughs> that was a quick call. <laughs> I've been offered so far. <laughs> okay, um, how can I help you? Sorry about that. No problem. Um, my mom passed away four years ago, Sorry to hear leaving that. my dad alone. My dad okay. recently had to move into a retirement home, and so now I'm faced with the task of cleaning out the house. Okay. And my parents were pack rats. I've already thrown out over 60 bags of garbage. No, 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 no. I mean, it was absolute garbage, like garbage. But the stuff that I'm left with now, I don't know what to do with because okay. it, it seems to me that it should be worth something. Okay, here's but, what I want to say. I'm going to just cut you off for half a second here. I want to actually, before, and a lot of people say their parents are pack rats and stuff. And sometimes you don't want to, before the people invite me over, they get rid of what they think is the garbage. Right. I don't mind looking. I have seen absolutely everything, okay? And I can only help you because you might be throwing out, I mean, like a person last week threw $10,000 in comics and kept 90 cents worth of TVs. Wow. Okay? And because your, your idea of garbage and the world's idea of garbage are two different things. And some reasons some things are worth so much money is because so many people over the years threw them out. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm coming to to realize that actually. Yeah, and unless you have a garbage man that goes around with a checkbook, okay, don't give it to him yet. You you need a second opinion of like or a third opinion, second opinion for me for sure, saying what to do. And this we don't mind doing it. The first half hour, like I say, if I'm out there for a long time, I'm going to charge you a little bit, okay? Right. But I tell you in advance what I'm going to do, and I tell you if it's worth and hiring me, but. And this is for other people who are saying, as soon as, as, soon as you, get, you, look, you open the door and you go in and say, boy, there's a lot of stuff here, close the door and call Paul Kenny. That's what you got to do, <laughs> okay? Don't do anything else. Okay. I'm, and I'm I can old. help you on this. And like I say, if you're in Guelph, I can go out there, see you. And, I'll, and I, what happens is I go for a half an hour, take a quick look around, says, no, you don't need my services, but I'll give you some free advice, blah, blah, blah. Or it says, no, you need to help. I need to help you with this, this, and this. And I tell you what it costs or what you're hoping to realize out of it. Right. I'm yep. pretty transparent. I'm trying to be helpful, and I do this. But, you know, and I want, want to make sure that people don't throw the stuff out first. One time, I'm going to swear, I went to a house. They were throwing the stuff out. Luckily, the dumpster was still out there. I bought the dumpster. Oh, wow. I bought the dumpster, okay? I said, I want everything that's in this dumpster because they were throwing out stuff, perfume bottles and stuff, and stuff that was worth 50 100 200 I, I paid $3,000, and I think I ended up getting 15000 out of the dumpster. That's okay? amazing. This is what yeah. people threw away. Yeah, Paul, you've also had stories where people go, oh, well, I'll just throw out all of uh, Grandpa's old clothes or whatever yeah. and not think to check those pockets. Because a lot of people, they go, well, if I ever get broken into, I don't want the cash in a drawer. I'll just stuff it in this old tuxedo pocket. And then somebody, you know, lo and behold, they pass away and somebody just throws that in the dumpster. Yeah. Like, you you, you got to take care of things. Yeah. 
No, no. And that's like, okay, this week uh, I went into a place and a big auction house had gone through and I was helping them out. They'd already gone through, someone taking the paintings out and I bought some of the china and it was, I was doing a favor. I, I didn't, they, most of the work had already been done. On, as I'm walking out, there's five or six framed pictures there. They say, we're going to put these down the chute. And I says, oh. okay, um, yeah, I don't know, I'll come, I think I'm going to have to give more money for them because I get one of the frames back and I'm looking at it and says, I think this is an original. It ends up being original. It's not worth tons of money, but it was worth between five and $800. Now, right. an auction house had gone through and said, poo-pooed, it's a, we don't want that, it's, it's, not, it's not worth our time to deal with. And actually, I wouldn't have taken, but I was actually being a nice person because they were an old couple, uh, older than me, sorry, and nice Okay, I bought the world's ugliest lamp off them, and I bought <laughs> no, but it was it was. Oh, the, no, I have is, a few of those myself. Yeah, no, no, this one I at Southworks Antique Mall right now. I swear that I have out of the top five ugly lamps. I own three of them. Nice. So wait but, till you come to Guelph. <laughs> okay, but I, this is how I can help you. But on this case here, I'm going to probably going to call them up. I still have their number and just say if when I sell the picture, I'm going to give them a little bit extra money because they actually say here, take this and just take it out of here. And I was doing my favor. I just actually put it on the cart. If I didn't have a cart, I probably wouldn't even have taken it. Okay, but sometimes this is something someone's going to throw out. They were about to throw out a $500 picture. Wow. Okay, and this happens, and this is why we try and help, okay? So, well, of course it happens. People are moving, they're stressed, and, you know, yeah. they have to clear out a loved one's apartment. They're also heartbroken. I mean, I, can, yeah. I understand the, the instinct to say, just yeah. get rid of everything. I've got to move on here. Give Sebastian, I'm going to let you hang on for a minute. Give Sebastian your phone number, and I will talk later on. Or you can call me at the store at 7905. Uh, oh, just a moment, please. Well, uh, Sebastian will give you the, my number, and he's going to take yours, okay? Okay, that sounds terrific. Thank but you very for much. for everyone else listening, if you're in a similar scenario, you've got to clean out a house or whatever the case is, maybe it's a full estate sale that you need to happen, you can call Paul Kenny at his store. The number is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. That store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. That's on Young, just north of Major McKenzie. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We'll be right back. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at MississaugaCartons.com and be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. 
Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live taking your calls. If you have a rare or interesting item you're curious about its value, well, you can call in right now. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Get a chance to speak with Paul Kenny and his son, Bogar Kenny, who have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically identifying value that most people overlook. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures, as well as this radio show, Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Let's get back to the phone lines. Kevin from Sunderland is our next caller. Kevin, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thanks. Mm. And what do you have? Well, I got a Tupperware bin full of old coins. They're in original boxes. Okay. In, in pamphlets, and they're in cases. Okay. Now, what years are they from? Do you have any idea? Well, there's a lot of loose old coins that okay. are in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. There's quarters, dimes. Well, this is perfect. Well, this is what you need. Um, Sunderland's a long way. Sometimes we get up in that area, but you can come down to see us. Yeah. And it takes about, if we've got a whole tub, it'll take about an hour. Uh, because what we do is uh, the, the coins that are out of the plastic are easy to do. Like right. right now, we just add them up. Like we say, in every coin before 1966, it's going to have 80% silver. We go over this on the show all the time. and But it's important because people sometimes put in their change. Well, you're talking about Canadian yeah. coins. Canadian coins. coins too, yeah. right? old, got a bunch of old coins there. They're nickels with the V on. Are they worth anything? No. No, that's that's what they were put out during the war. Yeah, I know that. And a lot of people saved them. Now, they weren't, no, sorry, I shouldn't say they're worth nothing. But they're worth, I sell rolls of them, 40 in a roll for $10. So that gives you an idea, yeah. okay? How about a gold coin, for well, $67? Okay, now that is, if you have it with the whole set, keep it together if you can. No, there's just one coin in a plastic case. Okay, in 67, that is .5288 ounces. This is going to pay your gas down to my store, okay? Oh, yeah. You know, no matter what <laughs> happens here. Actually, it's a $20 coin. It's a $20 coin, but it's still going to pay your gas. Yeah. This is 1695 Generally eight or nine hundred dollars. Yeah, so that's oh, okay. That's that's the half ounce one. Yeah, it's approximately a little over eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars. Yeah. So unless you get really expensive gas, you're yeah. going to be able to make it down to my place. Now, if you've got this time period, now what I advise people: don't mess with them. Don't take them out of the plastic if they're in the little um, proof-like no. sets. No, I'm not. I got some that's in black cases and some in blue cases. Those are the dollars, right? Little clam packs. Yeah, there are clam packs. There's yeah. black ones and there's blue ones. Okay, the black ones are going to be uh, three, um, about a third of an ounce of silver. The blue ones are going to be worth a dollar and a quarter. Okay, okay. So the, the black ones, ones are your better ones. Yep. They're silver. They're 50% silver. And this is why you bring it down to us. We go through the whole thing. We actually add it all up for you. Yep. We tell you what's worth what, what you want to sell, what you don't want to sell, what you got to take to the bank, yep. or if we take, have to take it to the bank for you. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a whole blue tub, uh, yeah, it depends. It's a Tupperware tub. They're still in cardboard boxes when the lady got them from the uh, from the stores, right? Oh. They were mailed in. They're still in them. Okay, can I say something? And then shoved in, and they're in. A, you open it up, and there's a case inside. Oh, don't open them up. In some cases, I know oh. what they are, and I'll know by the dates. If you can oh, yeah, leave them, the like they in got the post dates on them and everything. Yeah. Uh, don't open them up because I can pay a little bit more if they're not opened. Okay, this this is kind of weird, but people collect. Yeah. My collectors collect all sorts of yeah, weird stuff. Yeah, I know stuff. they're pretty open, but yeah. Yeah, but you no, know, if they're not open, that'll help. But bring them on in. Uh, you can make an appointment. Come and see us, or um, if you really can't get down, I can get up to Sunderland, but I'd have to do it when I'm going to someplace else near there. Is there any other village near Sunderland? 
Oh, uh, well, I'm I can, kidding. I'm I kidding. Come down to see you. Come on down and see us. Okay. When's the best day to come down? Next um, week? any day. Any day uh, next week. Any day next week. I'm not there Friday. Not okay. there Friday. So in the morning. Yeah. Nine o'clock. You nine, nine. Hey, we're up with the chickens. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're up at eight thirty. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. what you're doing well, at the I'll store. You're feeding chickens. chickens. I leave. <laughs> yeah, come on down and see us. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there All you right. go. A whole tub of coins for you to go through. Our next caller, and if you'd like to be uh, on Consignment Heroes, if you have a rare or interesting item or just something you think might have some special value, our number is 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's one 866 740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. Our next caller is Beverly. Beverly is calling from Brampton. Beverly, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Not bad. You're live on Zoomer Radio. What do you got? Um, my father-in-law passed away uh, four years ago, soon to be four years ago, and he has an extensive collection of stamps, coins, sports memorabilia, um, hockey cards unopened, comic books, you name it. Can I ask a question? And How old was he approximately? 74. Okay. I can, now, I mean, this is some advice I give a lot of times, is whilst, unless you know what you're handling, it's always best to have an expert handling it, especially in the case of the comic books and the cards, because um, one ding in the corner can bring a card from $500 down to $100. Um, if they're in the plastic sheets, that'll be good. Um, and it depends on the years that he collected. I can, all these areas, except for stamps, which I farm out to another expert because okay. he's honest and uh, he knows more about stamps than I'm ever going to know. He's forgotten more than I'll ever know. Um, I can do the coins, sta- uh, the coins, the sp- uh, comics, and sports memorabilia is right up my alley. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I can help you with that. Um, yeah. And there might be some other items that he collected. I don't know if there's records or anything like that, but I can help you for sure. Well, Brampton isn't too far away. No, Brampton's want... close. I, grew, I, we, I went to Central Peel when it was a real school. Oh, you Sorry? went to school there. I like, went you to don't sc- just drop by Central Peel. <laughs> like, you went to school there. You've got to say that. To sc- okay. You know something? Roy, on our show, Storage Wars Canada, both Roy and the auctioneer, Don, and myself all went to the same high school. One of those little own coincidences. But I, I know Brampton, and I can come up and see you. How's that? Okay, yeah. Or you can come um, and see we're us. Actually just, we're just starting to um, look at it and, and go through it and kind of looking for a direction. Well, part of my direction is... Be and very it's, careful. It's your, it's your stuff, but be very careful, okay? Because this is where, and um, I come by and I say, some people do, do more. Once something's on a shelf for 25 years, nothing's going wrong with it. More damage is generally done in the first three minutes that someone has found, wow, look at this, and they're pulling it out, and they pull it the wrong way or something like that. More damage in the first three minutes that someone discovers something than happened in the last 40 years while it's been sitting on the shelf. So that is my only advice is to be very careful, and we can help you with that. Is there, like, when you say there's all, is there a lot of it? There is a lot of it. Um, I know he has, like, the Zeppelin stamps, and he's got everything. Yeah, I think more generally, is this a room full of stuff, a basement full of stuff, a house full of stuff, so they can sort of deem how much time they can uh, put aside for this? Um, Room and storage rooms. Okay. 
uh, so we can help. Like I know, be a lot of stuff. yeah. One time we went out to Peterborough and someone said, "Come on out." It was three van loads later. I end up buying all the stuff. Um, I can come out and see it. Um, you can hang on. You can give your name to um, Sebastian, who's uh, our producer here, or you can okay. call my store, which is nine zero five. Seven three seven four six five three. But if you give the number to Sebastian, I can try and fit it in. I'd rather do it when I'm out in the in the West End, and do it when I'm doing okay. something else. And it's just your convenience. You say, Paul, yes, we we can. I like to take a preliminary look, and then we we'll probably take a more extensive uh, project, make it out of a more extensive project. Okay. So so please okay. stay on the line, Sebastian. Her and the show producer will take your information, and uh, you guys will take it from there. You guys will connect after the show. Thank you so much for your call. Our next caller is Maggie, and Maggie's calling from Toronto, and she's got a rare coin, we believe. Maggie, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Not Good. bad. What do you have? Um, I don't know how rare this is, but I've got a 1954 Canadian nickel. No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I can't be that rare. <laughs> for the people okay. born in 1954, they're going to want to buy this, but no. Um, a 1954 nickel, I don't think there's anything about that nickel. No uh, variations no. or anything? No variations. Silver? No. No, it's no nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. And we would sell in our store for about a quarter to 50 cents. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, then. But you might have other. Do you have comics from 1954? No. <laughs> you just have no. that one nickel. Okay. This is basically it, unless Don't. I find anything else in the house. Don't Paul, plan a vacation around this one, okay. Paul, <laughs> your marketing instincts are horrible. It's worth five times what she paid for it, right? Sorry. It's a nickel worth 25 cents. I mean, this is a jackpot if you look at the percentages. Our okay. next caller is uh, Margaret <laughs> in Brampton. Margaret, how are you? How are you guys? Hello. Not bad. Not bad. What do you have? I have a set of six silver forks and six silver or four silver teaspoons with the t- sugar tongs that were my grandmother's. Now, the silver or silver plate? I'm not sure. I can tell you what the hallmark on them is. Okay. Now, you see, when you're doing this, while you're looking for that, I'm going to just tell people. I've got it written down. <laughs> oh, oh, you written. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. It's E-P-N-S. No. That's elect- electroplated on nickel silver. Okay. And uh, I, actually, I'm just curious about them because I said they're my grandmother's name. Oh, no, no. A family heirloom. Okay, well you're, they're going to stay in the family, and make mm-hmm. sure you make a note about this. But they're they're probably in a little fit, fitted case, right? Yep. Okay, it's just set with the tongs. They will sell between twenty five and thirty dollars just as a presentation piece. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people got these as wedding presents back at the turn of the century because you go probably in. That's what this was. Yeah, and that's what a lot of. But people still like it, and it's just it looks neat. They're never going to use it, but it, it looks neat, and they'll buy for twenty five, thirty dollars. Now, if it was sterling, I'd be worth more just as a sterling. Okay, mm-hmm. and what you're looking for on the back to say something says nine two five. Or the number's 800. Okay. Or did you have a little lion and a little crown and little impressive no, marks? No, nothing like that. Those are all indicate that it's like silver, sterling, yeah. or yeah. 100%. Yeah, this is like sprayed 100%. with silver, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Silver dipped is was sort of what you, the layman's term. But how yeah. did you make that distinction so quickly? What was the insignia there, Paul? EPNS, electroplated nickel, uh, EP, electroplated nickel silver. Yeah. So now oh, there we you go. do we buy that as well, but mainly that only weighs a couple ounces. But some people in 1960, if you got married, all your presents are in silver plate. 
you bought them, you looked at them for that wedding day, and after that you never used it, and you had to clean it once every three years in case the people who gave you the silver plate came over to visit you, and you had to show them that you actually appreciated it. But besides that, now it's much later, and you want to get rid of the silver plate, you don't want to clean it anymore, we buy it. And a lot of people bring it into us because... The young kids, Bogart, have you ever cleaned silver plate? Yeah, you made me. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime voluntarily, I think, would be the question. No, no, definitely not, no. Okay, thank you so very much. As I said, I was just curious about it. It's a family heirloom, and I just... I said I was curious. You know, whoever passed it down to you, make sure that when you're giving it to your kids something, put a little note on it. Put some notes on it. You know something, I tell this all the time, write the story. You got a story about someone who gave it to you, what they were known for. It was like Uncle Ernie who told you really bad jokes. Put that on there. Or Uncle Ernie who told us bad jokes gave us this. And make sure you write in. It was also featured on Zuma Radio's Consignment Heroes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. in the well, spring of 2018. My, uh, yeah. Grandmother brought them from Scotland in the uh, early 50s. Yes. Okay. So that would be something to put. So thank you so very much for your help. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for the call. Our next caller is Patricia, and Patricia's in Mississauga. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I have have? this glass plate, five inches in diameter, and it's decorated with writing around the rim on the underside with sort of little glass uh, balls, and it says a good name is better than riches. Okay, these are called motto wear. They did them in glass, and they did them in uh, um, on dishes as well. And it would have a little motto of the time. And it also had them on jugs and stuff. Uh, some of the red wear, but you've got a glass piece. They're, it's usually pressed glass, and it'll probably be made probably between 1890 and 19, before the war, generally. Now, there's some other pieces. Yes, it yeah. belonged to my grandfather. Yeah. Maybe and, before. This would have been, and it would have been sold at a fair, or it might have been sold at uh, like um, a gift shop back in that time period. And people liked it because it was, you know, I remember back that time period, everyone just had plain dishes. So they also had on glass. They also did it on plates, like your dinner plate would have it around the edge. And you would read that. And a lot of times there's religious connotations or some, you know, something be being, about being good, reminding yeah. us to be human beings every so often. How's that? <laughs> That's good. Okay. Sorry, what was the dollar oh, value on this Oh, sorry. Day? It'd be, between 20 and $30, and that's on the long side. It's probably it's better to keep this and just, yeah, I think it should bring back nice memories. They don't sell for a lot of money, okay? I see. Okay. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Our next caller is Robert from Bolton. Robert, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zoomer Radio. Thank you. What do you got? I have a uh, coin. It's... Um, First Bank Tower, which was a joint venture by Canron and Frankel, and uh, what country? Toronto, Ontario. Okay, oh, Toronto. Okay, which would be First Canadian Place, I believe. Okay, so that'd be nineteen seventy-one, seventy-five. Uh, seventy-three to seven. It doesn't have a date. It's seventy-three to seventy-six. That's probably how long mm. it took to make it. Um, <laughs> yeah, on uh, the Bank Tower, not the coin. On um, it's, it's Toronto history. Probably twenty, ten to fifteen dollars. Okay, what? Well, but yeah, there's no. something interesting on the oh. back. It says point nine 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 percent silver. Oh, okay. Oh, then silver. you just got to weigh it. Yeah, it weighs fifty eight point three grams. 
This is a good thing. Heavy is good. This yeah. is going to be approximately $38, $39. Okay. Now, the question I had was, does it have any other value in oh. regards to being from First Canadian Bank? Uh, you might be able maybe. to sell it for somebody who works at a bank or someone yeah. like maybe they want it as a trinket for their desk and they might pay double its melt value. Yeah, because yeah, it has a picture of the tower itself and yeah. whatever. So. Someone, you know someone from who works in that bank, could probably, you could probably get another $20 on top of that. Sure. You know, uh, it's right. funny you mention this because someone brought in this week a 19, when the, um, uh, 1928, I think, the, the Royal York Hotel was made and right. they gave away gold little emblems oh, okay yeah. that's insane really yeah. wow and and they also gave gold cufflinks and they gave away a little compact that never been used with the lipstick still in the compact and i valued that between seven eight hundred dollars between five oh. and eight hundred dollars oh yeah and yeah. that well, was gold value back then would have been what ten dollars no thirty five dollars back then yeah oh okay oh no so, no sorry mandated. you're right 25 at the time 20, yeah, 20, sorry. 20, yeah, 20. Yeah, 20. 20. yeah okay. sorry. Now, now, I do have one other thing. It's, yep. um, it's a book. Important American Game Birds. Mm. Their Habits and Hunting. It's you got illustrations by Lynn Bogue Hunt. Okay. 1917. A lot of the bird books like that, some people will take, they'll use the plates. They'll take the plates out and sell them up framed. Right. And so they're called breakers. Um, okay. Probably fifty, depending on how many prints are in it. There's about twenty. It's probably going to be worth about seventy-five dollars just for breaking up. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Like they had but, one other book. We happened to have it. We got it, and it had uh, uh, it was worth sixty thousand euros from eighteen twenty or eighteen thirty, and someone actually just took the book and took all the prints out and sold them all individually. Right. Yeah. Which I something I wouldn't want to do, but anyway. No, no, it's too well, much work. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, what day are you? going to be in the shop this week. I'm not there Friday, and I'm trying to be... I've got other appointments. you got to call the store at 905-737-4653, and okay. one of my staff will lie to you when I'm there. <laughs> okay. <Nice>. Monday <laughs> to Thursday, I think you've committed yourself. You'll be in the office at yes. some point during the working day. Uh, thank you so much for your call. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio. If you have a rare or interesting item or just something you own that you're curious about its value, you can give us a call. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. 
Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We're live taking your calls. If you have a rare or interesting item you're curious about, it's real-time market value. We have two experts in studio, Paul Kenny and his son, Bogart Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures, as well as this show, Consignment Heroes. I want to go back to the phone lines. Tony and Lindsay, there can't be two. This has to be the Tony and Lindsay, a, uh, a, a, known, uh, hello. a known favorite on Zuma Radio. How are you? I can't get enough of you, man. I can't get enough of you. I got to call Sundays after <laughs> church. After church, um, yeah, I've got a Boyer Salmi Jaffa helmet that was given to me by Dave Keon Jr. I okay, with him and uh, and I also got a hockey stick given to me by Dave Innistad when I went up a sports bar in '83, and uh, it's got the autograph of Johnny Bowers, Tim Horton on it, and uh, Keon and a bunch of other leads from that 1970s team. Okay, no, the bunch. Okay, the, you name one really good one. The Tim Horton's going to drive the stick up to three hundred dollars just to starting on that. Uh, Johnny, nicest guy in the world, but signed everything. He would sign a yeah. fire hydrant if you put it in front of him. Uh, I know he signed my back once, and I, didn't, I was just walking by. <laughs> yeah. No, nicest guy in the world, nicest guy. But now I have a question about the Jaffa helmet. Was it Somings a gamer or just one that? Style no, that he a gamer. wore. It was a gamer. Dave, what I have was Dave Keon Jr. gave it to me. We we're playing hockey together. We grew up together, obviously. Yeah. Still, and uh, that's when the rings went to helmets. And that one game, I wouldn't be able to play unless I had a helmet. And he says, "Here, there's a helmet." He goes, "Take it easy, that's that's uh, boy, a Somali helmet." And uh, at the end of the game, we went together. He goes, "You can keep it." And I went, "Oh, beautiful." <laughs> and, but it's not signed by Boyer. And I think it said I, I wore it uh, maybe twice, and that was it. Okay. Boy, so nice. How, how do we prove that? Do we have to get a DNA test on some um, of the sweat samples on the inside? I mean, that's going to be near impossible. Well, no. I might be able to do a little bit. Have you, do you wear it a lot after that or just that time? I, 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 I'd end up in jail if you did a DNA on that, baby. I've got to tell no. you guys. <laughs> no, no, but we can. Sometimes when I'm. Okay, no, but I'm saying that. The reason I ask that question is because sometimes when I'm matching a sweater or something like that as a gamer, um, mm-hmm. I'm trusting you're saying this right. Uh, but I'll phone match it. There'll be a, a nick on it. There'll be exact size and stuff. Now, Salmon comes here every so often. He'd be the nicest guy. You walk up and said, I got this from blah, blah, blah. He'd probably sign it. And then you'd give you, your, your providence will be set in, okay? Yeah. If it's okay. Salming's helmet, it's going to be worth a grand, 1200 Wow. So this is worth going to see him for. I know he's had. Yeah. Um, we had him at a show for three days, and he stayed here for mm-hmm. a week. Get this: he rang up a twenty-five hundred dollar room service bill at oh. the Royal York. So I know this because yeah. I paid it. I that's said, not impossible at the Royal York. You're enjoying yourself. You can so, do that in a week. <laughs> no, no, that's not just. That's not. I paid all the. The that was just the room service. Yeah. Champagne for breakfast and all the food and parties and you know you eat one of those M and M's out of that fridge they put there. It's like a hundred bucks an M and M. Nicest guy, nicest guy. And you know something? Oh, I had. I, pardon? Go ahead. I grew up. Sorry to interrupt, guys. Sorry. Yeah. I, I said I grew up with a lot of these guys. I, I was lucky to meet Tim Horton. Bob. I mean Bobby Bond and I ended up. But I met met a lot of these guys. And Bobby Bond's autographs on that stick. It's a straight Dave Keon stick. And when I went up a sports bar, Dave Jr. gave it to me. He goes, here you go. Put on your... I had a bunch of memorabilia on the wall. And uh, I went, oh, great. I was, you know, and I looked at it. I went, oh, geez, it's got everybody's autograph in it from the 1969-70 team. So okay. uh, how about the stick? What do you think the stick might be with it? The Tim Horton. The Tim Horton's going to drive it. Probably, if oh, it's really? not a complete team, it's going to be worth three to 400 As a complete team, you might get to five. But sticks are tough, okay? Because at the yeah. end of the season, the reason you got the stick is because it's the one piece that they couldn't use the next year because they'd go brittle. So at the end of the season, they always gave away all the sticks. 
Okay, and the players would take them home. Now, the Leafs were so cheap, they would keep the sweaters. You never got yeah. to keep your sweater. That's why sweaters go for ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. But the sticks are out there. Um, but the Horton is what's going to drive it. Um, yeah. And if you had a plant on it, it would be better. Can you say I other guys? On it. There's a whole bunch on there. I just went through a few before I called you, and I then yeah. stepped out. And I went out. Oh, damn, I should have said. But, um, yeah, they got uh, Ricky Lee's on there. I know that. And uh, I'm sure he ain't going to drive it. But No, no, uh, no, no. But. but if it's a complete team, that's the other thing where I do is go through. If you say it's 69, I can, if, I, if I figure out it's a complete team, it's better yeah. than if one guy's missing, especially if the one guy's dead. And you oh, can't yeah. get them well, on. That's an it. interesting point, though. You're saying this is likely going to end up in the hands of a Tim Horton autograph seeker. Yeah. And the question is, how much are they willing to pay for the other autographs? Because that's oh. just going to be the penalty. They really just want the Tim Horton's autograph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point there. And not only do you have a good voice, you're bright. That's a good point. <laughs> Well, that's a really good. I never thought about it. It's a good point. Somebody who went to uh, Tim Hortons is uh, oh great, and uh, and I got a Toronto Toros banner signed to me by Mike Comodio, who played on the team at the time. Uh, I want to be respected. The Toros would be Toros. nice because they played here so short a time period. Yeah, well, how much would that be? Then I'll then I'll get your phone number and call you and come and see you. Maybe uh, how big is it? Yeah, Tony, you uh, should it, be it, coming it, to town. Aren't you? You've won like fifty-seven thousand prizes. You got to come and collect. You got to make a visit to Toronto at uh, some point. I do, I do, I do. I, I'm just a cheap guy when it comes to gas. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Toronto. Why do I want to go back? You know, I grew up. I hear you. Life. I'll just grab my. But um, yeah, and uh, uh, the I was lucky, you know, to to grow up was, uh, four houses away from Dave Keon in the seventies, and wait for him to come home after a game, and and that night. Uh, uh, the Tim Horton night there. I remember Tim Horton being at the house, you know, at uh, yeah. the hotel. So, and, it, and it's really so surreal to me when I read about it. And, but uh, I was lucky to get some stuff off them, too, which I've lost. Uh, but Mr. Keen will throw me stuff left, right, and center all the time. Here, take this, take that. And I go, oh, all right. Well, a a lot. Kid, you, you didn't get a sweater, though, did you? A Davy uh, Keon sweater. I think you would have mentioned it as soon as you 20 said fifteen, K. twenty thousand. I think it would have come to the front of yeah. his mind. No, yeah. I get a sweater, but I got my own Keon on the back, number fourteen. I wore my that all through college, and uh, when I played football, I wore number fourteen. I was Tony. You're not as famous, Dave. Sorry. Okay. Well, your sweaters oh, okay. were thirty dollars. Davy's were twenty thousand. Okay. Not bad. Thirty <laughs> bucks. <laughs> Tony, we got we got to move on. But okay. Tony, thanks for the phone call. Thank you. Uh, Pamela in Toronto is our next caller. Pamela, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Not bad. And what do you have? Uh, we have a certificate of honor from the Great War, and it was given to a relative of ours from the National Egg Collection. And it was given to her because she collected eggs for wounded soldiers. That's what it says on the certificate, and it's signed. Um, and it's a color certificate that we've had framed. I would. Never heard of this, yeah. but I would probably anything the Great War framed up like that poster would be probably be one hundred and two hundred dollars. Just and without this, without seeing it and seeing what the graphics are like on it, um, there's a lot of stuff after World War One. You know that when Eaton's gave away gold medals for everyone who worked at Eaton's and who participated in the First World War, they got a gold medal when they got back. And any kind of posters, anything to do with the First World War, um, if it's framed up, how big is it? Um, probably uh, 12 by 16, something it's like that. nice to put on the wall, something like this. Be kind. I would say, you know, some, if I had it in a wood frame, oak frame probably? We had it reframed into a nicer frame. No, you'd put into a, okay. 
Um, that's all perspective. S- thing. Somebody <laughs> knows this, the value yeah. of this item. It's just, a, it's a very, very specific type of honor. Yeah. So, I mean, you're probably only two phone calls away from finding out yeah. the exact precise amount and what it is and, and how you earned yeah. it and all those sorts of things. Because okay. I've never seen this one. Okay. Thank oh. you very much. Could I ask another for, question? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we have a poster. It's um, from Disney, and it's called the Mary Poppins Songbook, and it has it's, so it's from Disney. Has all the songs that were from that Mary Poppins movie, and it's signed by Richard Sherman, and he's one of the two brothers who wrote all the uh, songs for the Mary Poppins movie. Okay, now this would be from the 60s, not when the DVD came out later on. No, it's a more okay. recent one. It's probably we met him at an event. And so I'm going to say, like, 2014 or something like that. Yeah. Okay, if it's from the 60s, I was going to say it'd be worth a couple hundred dollars being Disney. No. Being more recent, probably his signature's still alive. You're probably talking 25 to $35. Okay. Okay? All right, great. Thanks for your time, guys. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you very much. Our next caller, and likely to be our final caller for this edition of Consignment Heroes, is going to be Mary from Moonstone. And Mary, the first thing you're going to have to do is tell us where Moonstone is. Moonstone? That's about 20 minutes north of Barrie. Yeah. Oh, like like the ski resort. Right, of course. That's right. We live at Oh, okay. Hill. Welcome to the show. What do you have? Ben does I have, snow. I have a side saddle. Okay. And it was given to me. It's originally from England. And I don't know too much about the, the history of it. Okay. Now, uh, yeah, you Paul, have any idea? What is side saddle? A women's saddle, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So they're well, on the side. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know it was a special saddle. I just thought it was the same saddle, and they just <laughs> used the half of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Comes with instructions. Um, no, what we have here, I'd have to see it, but saddles anywhere, that's a tough one. Because without seeing who the maker is, uh, well, how old it is. Condition. It, condition. Is it, yeah. is it now a prop or is it someone going to use it? Is it kind of, people collect saddles, they do collect them. Um, mainly if, they, if there's silver adornments on it, there's a lot of different questions on that. Sure. You're going to have to uh, send me I, off pictures. You, uh, or could I send you a picture? To sales. At TorontoGoldSilver, all one word, dot com. Send me off a picture. I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Sales, with an S. Yes. At TorontoGoldSilver, dot com. Okay. And that that is the actual email address. So if you had your cell phone, you just click a picture, and the actual address recipient is... TorontoGoldSilver.com, okay. and that goes for anyone out there who has anything interesting that they want to get uh, Paul Kenny's eyes on. You can just click a picture and send it right to there, leave your information, they'll get eyes on it. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have Thank one you so more? much. Oh, we're going to go on? Okay, no more calls today. Is that what it you, is? You can squeeze one in. Tony squeeze Hamilton in. has been waiting patiently okay, on the phone Tony, line. Tony, ahead. are you still there? Hi, how you doing? Talk fast. Hey, so, yeah, sorry to sorry <laughs> stress you. No problem. I've got uh, two pieces of art, sports art, that I'm having a hard time getting rid of. Okay. Uh, one to James Lombard's Gordie Howe signed. By the off, uh, by the artist, by Gordy Howe, and uh, it's a number. I don't know. It's a low number. The other is a Wayne Gretzky, a boy in his dream, with mm. Walter Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky signing it, and James Lundbar, and they were also. Uh, it's also mm. numbered with certificates. I know, but the aftermarket on this kind of stuff, this is stuff where this, the galleries put it out for a, you have to pay $1,000. The aftermarket ends up, the resale market, the aftermarket, what I'm talking about here, is usually between four dollars and $500. And that's because Wayne's a tougher autograph and Gordy's an impossible autograph to get now. Okay? Right. So 
but that's all you're going to get from because they made a lot of them, okay? And the well, people who bought them, who wanted them, bought them at the beginning, and they're not. There's no new collectors coming on for some of this stuff, okay? Yeah. That's where your problem is. We'll take them on consignment. That's a perfect item to give in consignment, which I should break off now. Is that this week on consignment we sold a seventeen thousand dollar watch, a six thousand dollar watch, a Panerai watch for seventeen thousand, a six thousand dollar watch. We sold a five hundred and fifty dollar cup and saucer. Things that it's worth bringing stuff in for consignment. We can get the top dollars. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, consignment for those wondering, well, well, how does that work exactly? You bring an item to the store, uh, eventually be, uh, you yeah. guys essentially become hunters on the item. So the more that you earn, it's for the both of you. It's more like a small fee to put yeah. it on display in the store or have it posted online. That'll do it for another edition of Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. A special thanks to show producer Sebastian Hearn. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.